Hey, what's going on, good people? This is Gardner Douglas, your Oyster Ninja, and it's been a long time. Uh, a lot has changed since the last time we last heard from each other. Uh, got a baby girl down. She is about three weeks old now, almost four weeks, almost a month old, and, um, you know, enjoying all of that good stuff. And just been shucking it up a whole bunch. Um, I missed you. Um, been up for a long time trying to get this uh, episode ready for you. Hopefully it comes out okay. If not, I apologize. I am a little bit rusty. Um, this podcast is with Miss Jamila Lewis, the wine lady, owner of Uncorked Wine DC. Um, this is a great episode, full of laughs, full of information. I hope you enjoy. Um, me and Jamila are teaming up to give you guys a oyster and wine experience. That's going down April 25th, I believe. Um, can find the tickets on Eventbrite. Sorry for this, uh kind of mellow intro but i promise you this episode is filled full of life um this is gonna be a two-part episode hope you guys enjoy part one uh again you know how to get out with me oyster ninja pc at gmail.com follow me on instagram oyster ninja pc we got the youtube jump in now oyster ninja we got uh we got all kinds of stuff i'm hoping I'm kind of hoping that you've uh, been at least keeping up with us uh, social media wise, Facebook page, whole bunch of stuff. Um, enjoy this episode. I'll talk to you guys real soon. What's up, good people? It's the wine lady here with the Oyster Ninja. Wait a minute. Y'all probably wanted to hear his voice first. <laughs> wow. That's how we doing it now. Can I, just, I, can I do my intro? Yeah, my bad. Wow. You just, you just gonna jack the Oyster Ninja podcast. Right? I stole your intro. What's up, good people? That's not how I said. Okay, hold on. How do you do it? What's up, good? What's up? What's up, good people? That's not how I do it. I okay. get real close to the mic. Like, hey, what's going on, good people? That's how hey, I do it. what's going on, good people? Wow, now we're gonna throw the little proper face. Okay, that's how we're gonna do it. All right, take ten. I love it. I take, love it. Take eleven. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's your show. It's your show, sir. <laughs> Just do what we want to do. All right. I am so sorry, guys. <laughs> guys, gals. I apologize for this wine lady. She's not like this all the time. Yes, I am. Why yes, are you lying is. to the people? <laughs> she pretty much is. She pretty much is. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's your Oyster Ninja Gardener, Douglas, and I am here today with this young lady here, the wine lady. <laughs> or podcast snatcher. <laughs> Podcast Snatcher. Mr. I mean, Mrs. Steal Your Podcast. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so this is the wine lady owner of Uncorked Wines. Or yes, Uncorked, uncorked uh, wine, bar. wine Bar. Yeah, sure. And um, I'm, we're going to tell you all about it later, but we got this special event coming up uh, at the end of 
the end of April, April, April 25th. And let me just say, I am super, super, super duper excited. I'm super shell excited. Does that work? Because it's oyster shells? Never mind. I'm going to say it because I'm horny. It's, I'm super shell excited that you agreed to come to Uncorked and do the sip and shop. Or you can say I'm in. Anywho. I'm super glad that you agreed to come to Uncorked and do the Sip and Shuck. The Sip and Shuck would be nothing without the oysters. And to have the Oyster Ninja in the house is an honor and a privilege. So I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Very, I appreciate very much. you for thinking of the Oyster Ninja. The only one. Dude, you like, can't nobody else shuck oysters like you? I've been trying to say And that. nobody else can get me to eat a baby crab. Oh, my We'll gosh. talk about that in a little bit. That's enough. Ooh, that's the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going, we going straight to how G-Money, who I affectionately call G-Money, but he's the oyster ninja, forced me to eat a pea crab. I didn't force you to eat a no, pea crab. No, he didn't. But I, I like didn't. I like to say that he forced me because it sounds better. Yeah, it's flavor to the story. <laughs> it's flavor to the story. So, what? all right, you are uh, W-Set 3. Yes, sir. What does that mean? So WSET stands for Wine Spirit Educational Trust. Education Trust. It is um, out of London. It is world renowned, recognized. Um, there are sommeliers. There are people who are WSET. There are wine enthusiasts. There, are, everybody has a different blah. Um, at any rate, sommeliers go to you know their school, and they learned how to be a som. WSET is different from SOM because WSET is about service. Sorry, SOMs are about service. WSET is not about service. So if you're a SOM, you know how to present a glass of wine when you come to a table, present a bottle. You know how to pour a bottle of wine. My friends at our SOMs have taught me amazing things that I'm super impressed with because one day, you know, I just grab a bottle and I'm pouring. They're like, and then I watch them pour it and I'm like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. Oh my God, can I learn how to do that? So yeah, Psalms are all about service, and they do an amazing job of it. I love them. Um, I never had a desire to be a Psalm because I'm not about the service industry. Um, I really enjoy the educational part of wine. I enjoy drinking wine, obviously. That's probably why. No, that's not why I became the wine lady. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so I... I, I guess you would, yeah, WSET is one level, one thing, and then sommelier is another thing. So Okay, cool. Yep. So how did you jump into this whole wine lifestyle? Because Child, it is a wine. I'm going to need some voices for that. Silent pause. <laughs> Silent pause. And we're going to pause. Because oh y'all know I'm here with the Oyster Ninja without oysters. Um, how did I get into wine? Hmm, good question. I think I've been drinking like my whole life, but I'm really not sure. <laughs> Okay. So I know that when I was a kid growing up, my mom used to have her bottle or box wine in her closet of um, Kanai wine. And it was hilarious because we drank it for the holidays. And that was it. And it was in the, it was stayed in her closet if you didn't, if nobody drank it. And sometimes I would get like mad. And then I would go and I'd be like, oh, I had such a hard day as a kid. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna make it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna make it as a kid. Everybody's paying my bills, you know. And so then I'd have like a sip of that old ass Kanai wine. I thought it was like the bomb. Anyway, 
moving forward, um, obviously, you know, didn't really, you know, I was a, my mom, she didn't run a French home like I do, you know, so we have wine, the kids can have it all the time. But like when I was, you know, holidays, I was able to drink wine. And then um, I remember when I went to college, my best friend, Miriam, she, she and I went out for wine one day and I thought I was like super woke because I ordered a red Zinfandel. And she was like, oh no, we don't drink that. <laughs> and that's why I ordered a cab. Well, she ordered me a cab. And that started the wine journey. That started it all. Right. Yep. So was your mind blown when you had that Cabernet? It was blown. I was like, oh my goodness. This is amazing. It was really, really good. I had no idea. I had no idea that other wine even existed. I mean, I... <laughs> You grow up and or you think that you're grown and you start drinking one thing and you get tunnel vision about it, mm -hmm. um, which is what even older people even do sometimes. Um, that's what I enjoy about being the wine lady. I enjoy the amount of wine that I'm exposed to, especially having my own wine bar. And oh, my God, wine is just endless, endless. Just got back from Switzerland and France um, with my good girlfriend, my wine sister, Sakari, and there, Switzerland only outsources 1% of their wine. Mm. They have some of the most amazing wine. I could not drink enough Chasselet. I mean, there's a grape that they have there called Chasselet. Oh my goodness, I couldn't drink enough. So that's only in Switzerland? Or yeah, only in Switzerland. That's the, where they grow it. And they don't, do they export it? No, they export it, but they only export 1% of oh, all okay. their entire wine production. Right. They're starting to do more now, um, but not yet. It's, it's, not, it's not wide scale. So the whole idea of going there was to meet some vineyards, meet some winemakers, tell them about, you know, uncorked and all that kind of fun stuff and find out, you know, if they could get a distributor. If not, then get my distributor to carry them, but... Oh my goodness, that wine is oh mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. So they only export less than one percent. Mm -hmm. So is that because of a supply thing, or is it because they want to keep it home? Or that's a very good question. I really don't know the reason. Um, it could be a variety of reasons. It could be not wanting to, you know, share the goodness. <laughs> it could also be, you know, the expense of exporting. To be honest with you, I really have no idea. Okay. I just, have no idea. Wondering. But that's a really good question. Yet again, this is why I love wine. Yet again, more for me to learn. Right. Like seriously, there's wine is one of those things that you can never not learn enough about. And you can never say that you are advanced. You can never say that you are super super knowledgeable you can never say any of those things because there's always something to learn and i know i know many many winemakers that feel the exact same way there's always something to learn even when you're can even when you're making wine when you're even now so we live in a world that y'all president not mine <laughs> y'all president who y'all voted for not me um believes that global warming isn't real but here it is in Champagne and in other parts of even the United States, they're harvesting grapes three and four months earlier than what they used to. And yeah, and they're doing that because the reality of it is 
global warming is real. And now that you have to harvest your grapes earlier because you want to still keep the same level of acidity, but the grape is already ripe. Now, what are you going to do? Now, what are you going to do? Which is why, so, you know, we're doing the sip and shop together. I love the champagne that we're going to do with your fancy caviar. Right. right. <laughs> the champagne that we're going to do at AR Lenoble, they started a mag program. And basically, they took wine that they harvested and made and they put it in a solarium, similar to what you do for sherry. And that's where that wine is kept. And then that becomes the base wine of the wine that they make. So the people that are going to come to the Sip and Shuck, they're going to have AR Lenoble, which is a MAG 12 or a MAG 15. I'm going to buy both of them. So that what they're going to have is wine, sorry, champagne that was really from 2012. Okay. Not from recent. Yeah. I mean, because global warming is real. It's real. It's real. So, and you might not even know, but are there like type of, like, all right, with oysters, you got like non-profits that are like fighting the cause. Is it like somebody fighting for the wine, wine people? Oh, I'm sure there's wine people out there, you know, that are fighting for the cause. Um, yet again, something else that I don't know. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I, and on top of that, I mean, there are wine fights that we are fighting that have you know, yeah, we can talk about the global warming perspective, but I know for myself, I talk about a lot, a lot about the women in wine. Women in wine only represent maybe, you know, anywhere between 9 to 11% of winemakers, wine owners, wine labels, all of that in this huge, huge market. We don't have a voice. I mean, and we're getting we're getting more popular, but we're by no means getting to the point where it's equitable. And for me, that's the soapbox that I stand on. Okay. <laughs> we what, have to. What do you think could change it? A, a couple things. Like, are there blocks holding people back, or? Oh, I mean, well, you're a dude, so you wouldn't know. Of course, there's these are also. You gotta ask the wine lady. You gotta gotta ask the wine lady. I wanna know. Yeah, of course there's blocks that are holding women back. Because if you imagine, this world has always been controlled by a particular gender, if you will. And now there's another gender that's trying to get in. Hey, that's not cool. We don't necessarily like that. All the all the while, guess what? There is plenty of room. Plenty of room. This is what I tell all of my wine friends and my wine sisters. Yeah, we don't represent a lot of us. And then what happens is because there's not a lot of us in the wine world, we become like crabs in a barrel. But I tell people all the time, and I live this, that there is plenty of room at the top. Let's talk about it for a minute. You know why Oprah don't hate on nobody? Because there's plenty of room where she is. It's plenty of room at the top. We get angry and we want to crab and fight and all the other stuff. Because down here at this at that that level that, that I'm not at, praise right. the Lord, it's not enough room. And right. so people feel crowded. Or people feel like they're, they're not being seen. Yeah, I have my W set. I have a my, one of my wine sisters. No, two of my wine sisters. They went to take their W set three. 
I sent them all my information. I was like, hey, this will help you pass the exam. You need to study this. And they did it. And and that's what I'm saying. So when you get to when you get to a point and you know that there is plenty of room, the conversation becomes different. I'm not a man, but I will say that men are pretty competitive. <laughs> hmm. Women are competitive as well, but we are competitive in a competitive loving manner. And we can we know that there is space and room. And so I don't need to compete against you. You and I can do the exact same thing, but nobody does it like the wine lady. Right. Nobody does it like my wine sister, Larissa. She does Lotus Vine and Wines. Like She and I do the exact same thing. I plan on having her come and do a, do a session at Uncorked because there is plenty of room at the top. Plenty of room at the top. There are plenty of people that I know that have their W sets. Plenty of people that I know are their Psalms. Plenty of, and for me, I celebrate all of them. Celebrate all of them because there's so much room at the top. So much room at the top. There's no reason for us to be haters. Don't know? be a hater. Don't be a hater. Nobody Don't like be a, a hater. hater. <laughs> so what's a normal day for the wine lady? <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. What is my normal day? So the wine lady is. Let me have a drink of wine. Ooh, I should do the drink of wine really close to the mic so that people can hear me drink it. Uh (laughs) I'll say this. Um, Being the wine lady is not my full-time job. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a full-time Navy civilian employee. I also have my own wine bar. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. So my normal day starts about... 5.30 in the morning? No. 5 o'clock on a good day. 5.30 on a bad day. (laughs) And it ends about 12, 1, maybe sometimes 2, which is why I meditate twice a day. I have to because if I don't, I don't get enough rest. Okay. Yep. Sheesh. Yeah. It's it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. (laughs) That's a normal day for the wine lady. But how did the wine lady become the wine lady? Like, <laughs> Yay, now we're talking about fun stuff. I need to pour my wine. Ooh, let's put it by the microphone. What is that called, Gardner? Like when you make these noises? A-S-M. All right, so hold on, y'all. This is the wine lady. R. Did y'all hear that? We heard it. <laughs> they heard it. Anywho, um, hold on. Can you reach me a Cheeto? Of course, I can reach you a Cheeto. <laughs> I'm sorry, good people. I know this is I'm really out of character. No, what would really sound better would be a slurping. We need to do a sip and slurp. What y'all think about that? A We're sli- gonna do a sip and a, slurp. A, a, what is it? AR what? ASMR. You're hilarious. <laughs> But you don't even sound right. Like, seriously, you should be the oyster ninja. Slurping on the oyster. We're going we're gonna to slurp on some oysters. How'd you get the name The Wine Lady? So, prior to opening Uncorked, I used to own a business called Fruit of the Vine. And it was an in-home wine tasting. So, did wine tastings around the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area for years. And... After doing them for years, blah, move forward, fast forward, 
my best friend and I went to a place, no, a wine festival, yay, a wine festival in Maryland that's called... Wine um, in the Woods. Thank you. See? <laughs> Bam! See, this is my, my blood alcohol level is like, mm, it's fluctuating right now. It's not high, it's not low, but once it gets high, I'll be on my, I'll be on my P's and Q's. Okay. We went to Wine in the Woods. And I'm ordering a funnel cake, and anybody who knows me, I don't eat my calories, but I love funnel cake. I love funnel cake, Brussels sprouts, um, french fries, potato chips, and now oysters. Oh, and pea crabs. And pea crabs. And pea crabs. Can't forget the pea crabs. <laughs> Can't forget the pea crabs. So I was ordering a funnel cake, and then these ladies, I'm barreling down towards, why lady, why lady, why lady? And my best friend was like, oh, I think they're talking to you. I'm like, uh, no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like two sheets to the wind already anyway. So anyway, they came up talking to us about like the wine glasses. They felt some type of way about the wine glasses because they had these different glasses. And they were like, this is the wrong glass. And they started talking about the wine not being the right temperature when they were served. And it was just really, really encouraging and loving the fact that here it is, these women who I did a wine tasting with. I have no idea when, but I remember their faces and I remember their names. Um, that they actually remember what they experienced with the wine lady. And they took that knowledge and then applied it to when they started going to different events. And that's what I really, 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 really loved. And so when they walked away, we, well, before they walked away, we took pictures and all that kind of fun stuff. And then my best friend was like, that's your name. And I was like, bam, that's my name. Boom. So there it is. There it is, good people. There it is, good people. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so that's my gardener voice. <laughs> so with yes, we heard the gardener voice. <laughs> so with um your experience that you talked about in that day, the ladies that you ran into yep. remembered hands down, like throughout, without giving everything away because we want people to come to see you. What do you like what do you go over in your classes? Well, it really depends. That's a wonderful question. I can't even give it away right now, even on the podcast, um, because the energy of the class really dictates what I share, how I share it. Uh, it, 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 it. It drives everything. So that's why I know, I, that's why Uncorked, when you come to Uncorked and you have a, it, that's why the slogan is, it's not a wine tasting, it's a wine experience. Because each one is completely different. You may come to a red, red wine, wine experience, or you may come to a who's the champion wine experience. And your friend may come to the next one and they'll be like, oh, blah, 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 learn this. And you'll be like, wait, she didn't go over that. And there's no structure to, and the wines are always different as well. Mm -hmm. So I can, in a red, red wine, I may talk about Pinot Noir and do a Cabernet. But the next class, I may do a Zen and a Malbec. The wines are going to be different. The experience is going to be different. The wine lady is going to be different. I, did I meditate once a day? Did I meditate twice a day? Did, did I start drinking before I did the class? Right, right. <laughs> you know, all of that is completely... That, that, those things, those elements completely lean to what your experience is going to be when you come to Encore. So, yeah, I mean... That's a very, I mean, we definitely go over the, well, I go over the basics and basics, even in quote, because even in quotes, because sometimes I don't even know how basic I have to get. And mm -hmm. that's why I said the energy of the classroom really drives it. I remember doing a wine tasting at, um, 
the spice sweet. Shout out to Angel. Woo woo. <laughs> uh, the spice sweet. She was the first person in DC that ever gave me an opportunity to do a pop up in her place. Nice. Full free. Yes, nice. she was absolutely amazing. I love love Angel. We love Angel. Yeah, she's absolutely amazing. I sent her a DM. She didn't know me from Boo Boo to Foo. I sent her a DM. I was like, Hey, I want to do a pop up. She was like, Sure, come on through. I was like, Okay. Where's that button at? Where where's the button? That was easy. The, yeah, that was easy. I love it. Yeah, it was amazing, and she was just so so amazing. Um, so anyway, moving forward, did a wine tasting at the Spice Suite, and a gentleman asked me afterwards. He says, Jamila, so is it Chardonnay because it's a Chardonnay grape, or is it called Chardonnay because that's the name of the wine? I was like, Oh, you are awesome. And again, this is the energy of the class. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when you get super, super educated, you know, like when you become super, super McShucker, McShuckerson, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you are, um, you forget the basics. And here it is. This gentleman is in my class and I'm blah, blah, blind. And I never even went over the fact that Chardonnay was the grape, but it can be called something else from a different place, from a different region. Because Chardonnay... In some regions of France, it's called Chablis. But here it is. He was like, well, is it, you call it Chardonnay or is that the brand? And I was like, no, that's actually the grape. And I, I loved on him. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And it was such a great, great moment that for me and as well as for him. Because that's, a, that's the type of environment that I like to create at Uncork. It is a super, super encouraging informative fun loving embraceive environment where you cannot know anything about wine or you can know everything about wine and i love the people that you know come to my wine tastings and think they know everything those are hilarious we won't talk about them oh no yes we will talk yes, about we them will. yeah we will talk about them <laughs> of course we will talk about them in a minute but yeah it, it, but I, what i love about the people this is how you separate the wheat from the tear, as they say in the Bible. I, yeah, I'm wine educated. Great. I have girlfriends that are wine educated. But what I also know is that they know more than me and I know more than them. So we all have something to share all the time. I like the way you worded that. And and that's the thing. So we always have something to share. My girlfriend, Larissa, um, Lotus Vine Wines, Taught me how to chill wine in five minutes. My mind was blown. I was like, girl, love. I was like, what? 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 I was so excited that because usually I have to go home, put my red wine in my refrigerator, get it to the right temperature, blah, blah, blah. She told me how, she showed me how to bring my red wine down to the proper temperature in five minutes. Bro, my mind was blown. Mm. I was absolutely like, I, I was I was I was blown away. At the same time, I taught her that it was bad luck to pour yourself the last years of wine. Like right. you cannot pour yourself the last years of wine because it's thought that it's bad luck. So yeah, but then I have people, you know, that come to my wine class. I remember this lady most recently. Um, so anybody who knows me knows that my hashtag, my slogan, my everything, and even uncorked is be kind to your wine. Be kind to your wine. 
really surrounds more about like service and it, it, not the service aspect like from a psalm perspective but how you serve your wine do you serve it at a the proper temperature are you putting in the right wine glass are you holding your wine glass right all that kind of fun stuff anyway long story longer i told this young lady and i was like oh yeah be kind to your wine she's like i know I'm warming up my wine and I don't care because, you know, I like my wine warm. And I'll be honest with you, Garter, I couldn't say anything. You know why? Because guess what? It's her wine. It's her wine. You want to walk around with hot wine? You go right ahead. But here it is. What's so unfortunate is, is that you, you, one, you came to my class. Great. You paid me. So I don't care. I don't give a shit what you do. (laughs) You don't do. But so I already got my money. Bam. But outside of that, but here it is, you have an opportunity to learn something and you cut yourself off from learning it just because you want to sit on your high horse. And the reality is, boo, if you like hot wine, you don't like good wine because when your wine is too hot or too cold, the flavors are muted and they are muted in different ways. And she was just, you know... Whereas that, and that was the only person I've ever experienced like that. I had one person when I was running Fruit of the Vine who felt some type of way when we were talking about champagne and cava and Prosecco because she says, I've knocked on the doors of champagne. We were like, whatever. Right. But yeah, it, it was pretty interesting. So yeah, I mean, you have your people, you know, who think they can shuck. You know right. what I'm saying? They, like, I think I can shuck. I think I can outshuck you. <laughs> Wait a minute, y'all hear that? How I got real quiet? No, you got crickets. That. I was crickets, crickets. The crickets. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think I can. I'll shuck you. Watch the pause. <laughs> that was the pause. <laughs> and okay. mind you, it, okay. we, when we shuck together, when you taught me how to shuck, I still have yet to open up an oyster. But I think I can. I'll shuck you. Cause just you know why? Just because I want to be competitive like that. That's how people come. That's how people come. I'm serious. Have you ever experienced this? Uh, I got a couple. Yeah, a like couple. people think that they. And here's the thing: just because you are a shucker, and they're a shucker, there's no perfect. You, you're not standing on your soapbox saying this is the way to shuck, and this is hey, good people, this is Gardner Douglas, and I'm just one to you. The only way to shuck is my way. <laughs> <laughs> you're not saying this is the only way. You're saying this is how I was taught. Right. This is how. I'm making sure that there's no dirt, there's no shell. Mm-hmm. The gill is in wow. the yep. Oh. The, the gill is in you know uh, it, intact. And what's that round thing? I still keep losing. Adductor. The uh, uh, the uh, adductor. Uh-huh. So adductor. like when you like do this when you're working out the adductor muscles. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the adductor. I mean, you're giving the basics of how to do a wine, and people don't. And you're not saying your way is the only way you're just saying this is my way this is the right way you're making sure that the basics of the shucking is preserved and for somebody to come for you and be like oh this is the way i do it well good on you right and that's how i feel about wine people say it to me all the time oh well i would never do this with wine good on you and and guess what you're not the wine lady bam Thank you very much. <laughs> Moving right along. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> so, even with that, with, with, with people trying to, well, not really, I don't know how to put this. The haters. Be raw. Be raw. Haters, about it. Be raw like an oyster. The, 
Oh, that's a t-shirt. Be raw like oysters. Yes. Look out for your 5%. So with the people uh, that want that know everything, you, I know you only said this a couple of times, but like, what about social media? Because everybody is a uh, an expert on social media. Everyone is an expert on social media. Um, it, <laughs> it's funny. So March 22nd, March 29th, we're doing this rosé, mm-hmm. uh, rosé wine. I have a distributor that has over 20, 25, maybe even 30 different rosés. And so Uncorked is going to host a different, what well, we're going to do four different rosés every first, every two Fridays out of every month. And hopefully we can get you to show up, bam, and bring some oysters. Hopefully. I'm sharing that to say that I was, I shared, you know, on social media that, you know, we're doing this rosé thing. And one of the, and so you can, like, if you slow down the video, you can kind of see what, you know, I'm talking about in the video. And somebody was like, oh, that's my favorite rosé, blah, blah, blah. And I was, and I simply replied back, oh, if you like that, you should totally come to Uncork because we have this and blah, blah, blah. I think the person got offended, and so their reply was, this is my favorite because of blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, if you want to keep drinking the same damn wine, you keep drinking the same damn wine. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get you wine, whoa, like, open your palate to other right. experiences. You want to keep tunnel vision? Boo, I'm okay with it. My mom drinks the same damn thing. All So my mom loves Manischewitz. Everybody know, knows Granny. She, she loves Manischewitz, and she loves Morgan Davis. I always buy her Manischewitz, but what I love about my mother, even at 83 years old, I can pour her a glass of Old Vines in and she'll drink it. And she says, this is not my favorite, but thank you for pouring it. I enjoy it. And she has her favorites, but she's open to other experiences. And she's 83. And I don't even know how old this child was. Child, please. I ain't got time for all that. If you want to be an expert on social media, go right ahead. Where's your credentials on social media? <laughs> Show me your credentials. Don't make me start snapping and clapping. <laughs> no, we definitely don't have to do all that. <laughs> so far as um, drinking wine and maybe drinking. Drinking. Not drinking. Drinking. Who said that? I said drinking. Drinking. You see how I got close to the mic? Drinking. Is there a different intoxication level or is it just the matters on the person? Like if you're drinking wine or beer or liquor, like, is it the same type of intoxication? This is a wonderful question. So in addition to having my W set, I'm also an ABC manager because when I decided to open up the wine bar, you should all, well, it's legally, you have to have an ABC manager on site. So I'm an ABC manager, and then two of my wine tiers, they are ABC managers. Well, they were going to become ABC managers. So when I can't be at the wine bar, there will be always an ABC manager on site. There are certain wines that, so when you go to your ABC manager class, they tell you that this size of shot equals this size of a wine glass equals this many beers. So they break it down in that respect. And then when they break it down in that respect, they also tell you, well, what type of wine gets you, quote unquote, lit faster? You know, what proof, what does proof mean? What does that mean? To, what does uh, 80 proof really mean to the alcohol content? What type of beers get you, you know, a little bit tipsy than the regular beers? So what people also don't know, anything with bubbles, bam, starts you off way, way high. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then there are other factors that even factor into getting you tipsy. So when you are highly stressed, 
Um, if you have a lot of, if you have a high stress level, that automatically, whenever you start to drink, it makes your intoxication level go up higher. If um, you are obese, believe it or not, people that are obese actually get drunk faster than people who have lean muscle. Wow. Yeah, isn't that pretty interesting? People who are older get drunk faster than people that are younger. Obviously, we can understand that because of the liver function. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of different people that are taller can handle more liquor than people that are shorter. And so you go through all of these things to get your ABC manager license and then you then take a test at the end. So yeah, bubbles. So because I'm in the wine industry, bubbles, I have to really be careful of, you know, bubbles. And the people that are serving wine at the wine bar, I show them, you know, like different techniques. The people that aren't going to become ABC managers, they we talk about like these are things that you need to know so that you know when to cut someone off. Um, nobody wants their people to leave, you know, and, and if you've had, you know, other alcohol before you came or if you've had drugs before you've come or even watching a sports um, type of, you know, you know, what t- something on TV that's surrounded around sports, mm-hmm. it is a it raises your level. So you, you see the people cheering, yay, 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 yay. And they're drinking with that. It can cause higher intoxication levels. Okay. And there's a, I guess that has to do with oxygen level. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when we were, I think it has to do with, you know, the way your blood is pumping, your adrenaline, how it's all going through. But I, I honestly don't know. I know. Um, and this, I usually don't talk about myself on podcast. <laughs> but I was smoking this cigar one time. You can catch a review on um on YouTube. Yay! Voice Ninja PC. But I was smoking this cigar. I was smoking um shucks. Dang, can't remember. You just said shucks. Are you allowed to say <laughs> shucks? Did, yeah. yeah. Are you allowed to say shucks? I don't know. Because you're a shucker? Yeah. I don't think, I don't think you can say Pretty shucks. Much. I think when you say shucks, oysters get scared. It's cool because I'm about to say your saying right now. What's that? Anyway, long story, <laughs> long story long. Long um, story longer, yay! Um, so I'm smoking this cigar. I'm giving my review on the cigar, and all of a sudden, I had like instant like man yeah. shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why was I talking so much? And I was like, man, let me get done this video because I need to take myself and sit myself down somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's just that a yeah. little snippet. I mean, I, I love bubbles. I absolutely love bubbles. I love sparkling wine. I love Prosecco. I love Cava. I love champagne. Love, love champagne. Um, but yeah, I, if I drink a whole bottle of champagne, it's very different when I drink champagne and I drink a whole bottle of you know regular white wine. So just being in this industry, this this drinking industry, bar industry, uh, have you heard or even seen any? horror stories and it doesn't have to be scary but you know like just like that man. is a really really great question uh thankfully praise the lord jesus crucified jesus resurrected jesus and baby jesus no i've not had any i haven't even experienced or heard of any horror stories with people in my industry i am blessed to be surrounded by some really really responsible people um Everyone that I hang out with, even myself, we are all about Uber life, all about Lyft life, all about call a friend, all about call your boo, call whoever, or you stay right where you are until you can get home. We do not play. 
we do not play. I know that for myself. There are times where I know that I'll be at the wine bar and I'll be at the wine bar all day because I know I'm going to be at the wine bar all day. I'll just Uber into the city and then I'll Uber home. Um, there are plenty of times that I've left my car right at the wine bar like, mm, the car will be parked right here. <laughs> right. No, I and I and I know I know what it means to buzz drinking. Sorry, buzz driving is drunk driving. Right. And I never want to be that person. No. Yeah. Mm. And we serve, you know, and the reality is, is like one glass of wine for one one hour. One glass of wine, one hour. And it it's not it's not water, it's not coffee, it's not Food, yeah, you do want to have the food, the greasy foods and stuff like that because that sucks up the alcohol. But the reality of it is, the only thing that brings your alcohol content down is time. And I have some amazing, responsible friends. Yeah. All right, so we're just going to jump into some serious talk right here. Yay, serious talk. If that wasn't serious shit, I don't know what was. We're going to talk about some, some not so... Are we going to talk about something that people kind of shy away from? Let's do it. And I know you're perfect for this. What, what, being a young African American woman uh-huh. in the wine industry. Yes. Do you face stereotypes or like, are there stereotypes in Boy, general? Boy, how much time we got on this podcast? <laughs> this is the Ocean Ninja and I'm interviewing the wine lady. And now I'm about to ask some serious questions, yeah. and so we're gonna be here for a while. Oh my God. <laughs> Boy, bye. So first of all, let's talk about just owning my <clears throat> wine bar. Um, it's funny because I was having this conversation with a couple friends of mine, and I had this conversation often. Uh, I will say that right now, where I am in my life, and where the wine bar currently is. White people, off jump, respect my craft. Off jump. Some of my fellow African-American brothers and sisters do. Some. But they don't respect it like the white people do. Um, Not to cut you off, but why do you think that is? Why is that? I believe that it is foundational in our construct of being a people so if you go back all the way to slavery we were taught that we need to work for people never have our own stuff so just think about it the majority of us aren't even entrepreneurs so because we were taught to work for people we weren't taught to own our own stuff so point number one point number two then we were also taught to air quotes tattletale. Some of us were taught to tattletale. Oh, master, so and so ran away. Oh, master, so and so did this. Blah, blah. And that those foundational things were beaten into our psyche, and they became generational curses. That's my own opinion. That's the wine lady's opinion. That's the wine lady's opinion. It's not Gardner's opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I like how I like Ooh, I, no, I like no. I like inter, I like no, you know I, don't, I like no. imitating you. No, uh-uh. uh, no, don't say no. Uh-uh. Damn it! I want to see. You should put a poll on this podcast and see if people enjoy my Gardner imitation. I'll do it. And I'm gonna imitate you at the sipping shop. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do. All I right. love that. I'm super All excited right. about that. Um, 
But yeah, I think, no, I don't think I know from personal experience. I believe that some of us are raised and and then, then it comes down to how we're raised. If we're raised to share and give and love and embrace, that's what you do when you become an adult. And if you're raised to not share your ball or to be, and there's nothing wrong with competition. I love competition. I'm super competitive. Oh, Ooh. and I cheat too. Oh my God. Oh shit. Yeah, I will cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. So, oh, Friday night is family night. Mm-hmm. I, and that's the only time I ever will even think about playing a video game. I hate video games. I hate them. But, you know, like we have the Xbox, what do you call it? The thing you move around with. and you, you, that, I got you. Yeah. yeah, that thing. Anyway, exactly. That's why I don't play video right. games. And then we had the Nintendo Wii back in the day and you could move and all that fun stuff. But like my kids, they beat me and I push them. Stiff arm to the chest. Like, oops, sorry. You just messed up your bowling. Oh, wow. <laughs> So no, I mean, it, 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 and I was very, and I'm, and I am very, very competitive. Um, at the same time, I think that there is healthy competition, and then I think that there's unhealthy competition. So, back to your question, I think that it is a foundational thing from way, way back, and then I also think that it, it, it translated into how we're raised, and it's really unfortunate because again, I just go back to what I said before. There's plenty of room at the top. And because African-Americans only represent 11% of the entire population here in the United States of America. Crickets. <laughs> Seriously? Like, why can't we have more than one Oprah? Right. Please tell me why. Why, why can we not have more than one LeBron James? Please tell me why. They, and we sensationalize these one hit wonders and it, it, it's sad that's facts it's sad it's sad I, I i hope and pray that you know at some point you know maybe not in my lifetime maybe in my kids lifetime that there'll be a celebration of you know this person's a great actor this person's a great actor and this person's a great actor and there'll be a whole you know there'll be representation of Yay, we love Denzel. Yay, we love Danny Glover. Yay, we love, you know, and yay, we love Samuel Jackson. And people do. And you love all three of them for different reasons. And that's good. Why that didn't translate to our generation, I have no idea, child. I need more wine for that. Mm. And I done ran out of wine. And we ain't got no oysters. Did I point that out? Wow. I'm with the oyster ninja without oysters. Yep, you did. Okay, I'll just keep talking about that. All right. So- <laughs> So to lighten up the conversation, how are people misled by wine? Like far as like, bam, you know, what one I mean? word, one word, and one word only: commercial. Okay. Commercialism. You know why black people love Moscato? Because it was in a music video or a song, and everybody went bananas over Moscato. They ain't know shit about Moscato before it was in. Rose. <laughs> They did not know sugar honey iced tea about Moscato. Moscato. They ain't know nothing about it. You know why black people love uh, Remy Martin? Why? Or Hennessy? Why? Trap Boys. Get out of here. So, not the Trap Boys. So, Fetty Wap. How does Fetty Wap start a song? 1738, Remy Boys. 
Do you know the history between seven, behind 1738? Are you going to tell us? I will, but I'm asking you. <laughs> oh, I know it. Oh, okay. Because I was in the wine class. You cheat, you cheat, you cheat, you cheat. I know, I know. I should have played along, but, but, but I yeah, didn't. No, it's, it's commercialism. Um, Moscato hit the scene because it was, I believe it was in a Drake song or something. I don't know. And so everybody was like, oh my God, I love Moscato. And black people love stuff that's sugar sweet. Well, if you had a real Moscato, uh, Moscato Diasti from Italy, that's either D-O-C or D-O-C-G, you would know. I mean, Moscato, yes, it is a sweet wine, but it has a different flavor profile than what we're, what we are sold. Moscato should have bubbles. That's why they call it Diasti. In my opinion, it should definitely come from Italy. It shouldn't be this other Moscato stuff that people be drinking. No barefoot? Boy, bye. I'm about to hang up on you. And I ain't even, I ain't even on phone. I'm on podcast in front of you like, can I like, I'm going to mute the mic. Crickets. Hold on. Crickets. Cue the crickets. Okay. That was a crickets. <laughs> um, 1738. 1738 is a cognac. Cognac is made from grapes. The Remy Boys, they call themselves the Remy Boys because they drink Remy Martin. Well, Remy Martin in France made cognac for King Louis. King Louis was like, oh my God, this shit is amazing. Let's have our plot of land only made for 1738 grapes. And so the only grapes that they can grow there are 1738 grapes. But everybody's like, 1738, Remy boys. And they have no idea where the history came from. So it's commercialism. A mm. uh, thousand percent commercials. I want to thank you for dropping that nugget, first of all. That's you like, are very, very welcome. That's like some stuff you got to pay for right there. Bam. Bam. Right there. You know what? They should buy a ticket. Buy a ticket to Sip and Shuck. Just Sip. because you, whoever listens to the, the, the Oyster Ninja podcast, buy a ticket right now. <laughs> because you'll also learn other fun stuff when you get there. All, I, I'm, I'm keeping all I'm keeping all the gems like secret, all of them. All right, so let's let's talk about wine. Let's talk about this whole wine because you are the wine lady. Let's talk about vodka. Okay, yeah, that's no, that, that'll playing. work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink to that. When I don't drink wine, the wine lady drinks vodka because wine makes me fat. Does it? Wine makes me fat. Wine has a lot of sugar in it. Like you in general or yeah, just people? people? People in general. Because wine, wine, is, wine has sugar and yeast and yeah. Makes you fat. You want to go on a diet? Drink vodka. So is it any worse than like is wine like one of the worst things to drink as far as like no. nutritional? No. Because if I'm not eating, I'm drinking. <laughs> what about the whole one glass of wine a day or one glass of red wine a day? Oh no. And that's for heart that's for heart and that's good oh. so what i'm saying so a banana is 120 calories prosecco is a, a glass of prosecco is 120 calories what do you think the wine that he's going to drink the prosecco precisely oh i much rather drink my calories than eat them okay that being said drinking is empty calories by you eating something because it sticks with you so, no, I mean, wine is always good. You should drink all the wine you can drink. Um, I was just being funny. But when I do gain a certain amount of pounds, mm -hmm. I lay off the wine and then I start drinking vodka. Vodka is good for me because 
it doesn't have as many calories. Right. And because it have, doesn't have as many calories, I'm able to um, manage my, my weight a little bit better. All right. Glad to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so He said that like I was fat. No. Now I'm like feeling some type of way. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's how men always be getting in trouble. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we just get... Right fat. there. You were like, thank you for that. <laughs> and then you kind of gave me that look that you were like, yeah, Jamila, you probably need to go on that weight loss program. I feel that right now. Well, you know, I just invested in Weight Watchers. So, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. Me and Oprah are going to love you. <laughs> We're going to love you. Weight Watchers, y'all. Uh, anywho. <laughs> so, is there any uh, nutritional value to a drinking wine? Boy, of course. Of course. It's wine. It's wine. It's wine. There are benefits. The antioxidants alone in wine are mind-blowing, which is why it's a heart-healthy wine. You have a heart issue, drink a glass of wine before you go to bed. Um, it's, it is very good. It's very, very good. It is very good. But I don't drink wine for the health benefits. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't. And I don't, drink it, I don't drink wine for the intoxication either. Mm-hmm. So you like... I drink wine because of the journey in the bottle. Nice. So when I first started drinking, 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 my husband was in medical school. He had no idea. Like, because he's gone. He's doing surgery all the damn time. Like, he didn't know shit. So then when he starts practicing, he's like, oh my God, are you an alcoholic? And I was like, (laughs) bruh. Bruh, 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 bruh. So I was like, no, I don't damn my wallet. So, and I told him, I was like, no, wine is a journey. And he just didn't understand it, didn't understand it. And then we ended up going to a wine tasting in Annapolis. And Duke came out. First thing he said, wine is a journey. And I looked at him. I gave him the hardest side mm. eye. I was able to give him a side eye. And you people hear that? Wasn't even able to side eye back. That wasn't even a word, side eye, back then. Um, But yeah, so... For me, I can drink a bottle of wine. This is what is so impressive to me about wine. I can drink a bottle of wine, and it is a vintage. So when I say vintage, that means all of the wine grapes are harvested out of that year. So non-vintage is they kind of pull some grapes from this year, some grapes from this year. So I'll grab a wine. That says like this one right here. We have Oak Ridge 2016 Ancient Vines Infidel. So everything in that bottle came from 26. Was harvested, pressed, bottled 2016. That's the release of that wine, 2016. I'll have that exact same wine from that wine uh, vineyard, Oak Ridge, and it'll be maybe a 2012 or 2014. It can play taste completely different because the weather was very different so the climate stays the same so you have your mediterranean climates you have your continental climates all the climate is what the climate is but within the climate you experience different weather like we were talking about uh i think we had shared at some point um global warming Mm -hmm. and so yeah we have this continental climate and people have to harvest you know earlier than they should so that's the global warming kicking in, but the the climate is what the climate is. Now, that's one part of it. Then you have 
different winemakers. The oyster ninja may one day decide to work for Oak Ridge and he wants to start making wine. Well, if you made wine, if you're the new winemaker, your wine is going to taste completely different than when they had me mm-hmm. as their winemaker. So every time you open up a bottle, it is a completely new journey. And I enjoy that journey. I enjoy that journey. Um, my girlfriend, Larissa, her trademarked uh, saying is, wine is your passport. And she's so right because you can drink a bottle of Chasselet and go all the way to Switzerland. You can drink a bottle of Chablis and go all the way to France. You can drink a Malbec and go all the way to, you know, Argentina. And that's what happens in that bottle. So far as your journey, mm-hmm. and I saw you just grabbed a mic like that was your glass, but I ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, as far as your journey, uh, what's the last new wine that you had it was like, OMG? Oh, my God. I love that you asked this question. Um, so two weeks ago, I was tasting all of the rosé mm-hmm. with my distributor. And when he and I finished tasting, I simply told him, okay, I want one of everything. <laughs> there we have it. I honestly was, I want one of everything. I, I could not decide. I honestly couldn't decide. They were absolutely amazing. Two of them, I really didn't, well, maybe five. Five of them, they, I, was, I wasn't doing cartwheels over. Mm-hmm. But I know that some of my customers would. And when you're, you know, when you own a wine bar, you don't just buy for yourself. You buy for everybody. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, two weeks ago, I had over 25 different rosés, and I was getting in. I loved them all. They were were really good. Thanks for calling the Oyster Ninja. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if I would have called you, would you have brought oysters? You know what? (laughs) Moving right along. You know what we're we're going to do after this sipper shop? We're going to do... A rosé wine and oyster pairing. Okay. That's you, what we should do. You already know I'm down. Yeah, we should do that. You already should, know I'm down. You're going to be like a frequent flyer at Uncorked. You're going to be like, I hope so. is Jamila calling me again? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Jesus. Uh, be like, G-Money, go get them oysters, son. <laughs> and I'll be there. Yay. I'm a, um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. So, uh, is there a good wine or bad wine, or is it just different taste buds? Wonderful question. There is a such thing as bad wine. Okay. Um, bad wine means that it went bad. <laughs> it went bad. Is it like a soda going flat, or is it... Pre- oh, I love that. Yes, yes, oh. a thousand percent. That's a t-shirt. So, yeah. <laughs> Why? Yes, yes, and you'll get your five percent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. That one is like a soda ten, going I flat. Think, I think I gave you no, 10. No, you gave me five. Okay, all right. Never you mind. You gave me five. Never mind. Now, if you want to give me 10, I'll take my <laughs> 10 and I'll give you 10. No, I'm still going to give you five. <laughs> um, yeah, so wine can definitely go bad. There's a such as thing that's called cork rot. So if you have your wine stored improperly, which is why the wine lady talks about be kind to your wine, you can experience cork rot. Your wine can start to tape when when you open it, when you do finally get it open. Either the cork will break, and that's just always a bad thing. Oh, wow. Or it'll taste like something in between, like, 
smelly dog, mm. wet socks, mm. and ass. A double S. So yeah, it, it, it's it's that and. Um, yeah, if you don't if you don't store your wine, if you have your wine in front of you know a lot of sunlight, yeah, it's imperative for you to be be kind to your wine, which is what I say all the time. Be kind to your wine. Gotta yes, be kind to you the can wine. definitely you can have bad wine. Now, another thing that I don't know if this matters or not, but an expensive bottle of wine doesn't mean that it's good. And a cheaper bottle of wine doesn't mean that it's bad. So there is a vineyard in France that's called Ropoteau. They have a Pinot Noir that's grown in the general population of France. Then they have a Bourgogne that's grown in Burgundy. The exact same winemaker goes from Burgundy to the other grapes, and he makes both wines. The difference is the soil composition that what we call terroir and you guys Marouar. Yay. So the terroir in Burgundy is completely different than where they're growing their Pinot Noir grapes. So you'll taste that difference if you have a trained palate. But nobody without a trained palate, you would never know. But as soon as you have the wine that costs nine dollars and ninety nine cent, you'll automatically think, Oh, this is a cheap bottle of wine. Nope. It is the most... That's my my go-to... That's my go-to... Uh, what do you call it? Pinot Noir? Love it. Absolutely love it. I enjoy their Borgogna as well. But I have a trained palate to understand and I can taste the difference. But again, you, nobody... Not, not a novice palate. You know, you just couldn't taste it. You would drink the same thing and be like, Oh, this is really good. Oh, this is really good. If anything, they'd be like, Oh, this tastes different from this, but I can't tell why. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, how much do you, excuse me? How much do you think this wine costs? How much do you think this wine costs? And they'll rate them both. Right. I've gotten high rating numbers from high rating cost from the nine dollar one, and I've gotten low rating costs from the nine dollar one. It really depends on the palate and how it's been trained. But okay. yeah, so bad wine does exist, but bad wine has nothing to do with the price point. Bad wines has everything to do with if the wine went bad. If the wine went bad, then yeah, it's like a bad oyster, which you've never showed me before. Like, you, can you show me what a bad oyster looks like? Well, you know, my oysters are usually so fresh. We never. They are them. like I would just always I would just I don't need. But this is but this is where so I show people and tell people what bad wine looks like mm-hmm. or tastes like or stuff like that. But I would never know. What a bad oyster is. Oh, you would know. Oh, I would? You would know. Oh, okay. Okay. Would you say A double S S? Oh, it smells bad? Like- <laughs> it smells like straight garbage. Mm. Like garbage. As soon as you pop the top shell, you just get a a whiff, a whiff of just straight funk. Ooh. Like ammonia and, oh. and oh, stop. swamp juice. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. You said swamp juice and ammonia. Lord Jesus. Dripping down. <laughs> Now, does it look the same? Because no. wine that has gone bad has a different color as no. well. Uh, oysters that well, are bad. Well, especially white wine. So it's like different steps into like going bad, I guess. It could be dried up, which if it, if an oyster doesn't have juice, I'm not going to serve it. Okay. But there are some oysters where you have a little bit of juice in it. And then once you cut it from the adductor muscle, it's like it releases that fluid from the actual oyster and 
that's that's you know that's on you. Okay. If you think it's okay, serve it. If not, throw it away. Don't second guess yourself. Okay. And then, uh, so you got dried up oysters. Then you got um, stanky oysters. Stanky, I yeah, love it. It's just gonna be stanky, you know. And, and you know a stanky oyster. And like I've been to the raw bar a lot, um, you know, shucking for restaurants where the whole like as soon as you open it, the first couple of times I was still young in the game, and I would just keep shucking, not serving the oysters, but throw them away. Okay. But in my pile, in mm. my pile is you know you're you're in a raw bar. You're the shucker. Right in front of you is the customer. Right. So if you can smell it, the customer can smell it too. Mm. And, you know, I'm not going to say I didn't care, but I was at that point then, I'm like, you know, it's nothing really I could do about it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm at the point where, you know, I do a lot of private events in people's homes. So it's going to be more like, excuse me, I got to take this oyster out. I'm not going to keep it in the house because it really, it literally sends up, up everything in that Damn. A-O. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's a bad oyster. So that's why I say you know a bad oyster uh, when you smell it. So <laughs> you know, I mean, so there. are they? But you don't know that they're that they went bad until you open it. This is Jamila hacking the oyster ninja podcast. I did, I, welcome, good people. This is the wine lady doing. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, just by looking at the shell, no, you can't tell that it's a bad oyster. Yeah, that's how it is with wine. You can't tell that the wine went bad just by looking at the bottle. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That Well, I mean, you could tell if, if you knew that the wine bottle had been stored in a particular way for years and years and years and years and years. I, I get questions oftentimes. They're like, oh, Jamila, I've had this bottle of wine since I got married and... 1975 and i'm like well where was it it was in my bathroom but it didn't sink it's like and it's 2019 girl bye throw that away i mean you know it, it those kind of funny questions but yeah you can't tell by the you can't tell by the actual bottle because everything was preserved so how since we're right here how do you preserve wine i use my wine refrigerator but let's talk about my wine refrigerator for a okay. moment so I have this amazing dual zone wine refrigerator. It's awesome, but it always stays empty. Okay, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I think you be coming over stealing my shit. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I have no idea why my wine is always empty. I don't understand why my wine refrigerator is always empty. And if anybody, I wish we were live right now and people could like call in and figure out like why my wine refrigerator is always empty. It's not my fault. So outside of it not being my fault, um, I use my wine refrigerator. Prior to purchasing a wine refrigerator, I would keep in the wintertime, I would keep my wine in my garage. In the summertime or even sometimes wintertime, I keep it in the basement. Um... And if you don't have a basement, you can do it in your closet, but you always want to make sure, especially if it is a wine with a cork on it, you want to make sure that the wine stays in contact with the cork because that prevents it from having cork rot. So the wine stays in contact with the cork. Now, if you have a synthetic cork open, I mean, a synthetic cork, or if you have a screw top, then you don't have to worry about that. But if you have a cork, like made out of cork, 
you want to make sure that the wine is laid horizontal and that the wine stays in contact with that cork because it prevents cork rot. Okay. Easy mm-hmm. enough. Yep, yep, you make yep. it sound so easy. It is easy. You know why? Because it's wine. So let's talk about this real quick. Right. You know how easy wine is? No. Wine is so easy that it was Jesus' first miracle. Bam. We can end the podcast right there on this note. Right there. Mic drop. Mic drop exit stage left. He turned water to wine. You know how they tell you always, oh, you should drink water. You should drink water. You should drink eight glasses, eight ounces of water. Blah. Eight. What is it? Six to eight glasses of eight ounce glasses of water. Something like that. That sounds about right. Why don't you drink six to eight ounces or eight ounces of water? <laughs> I'm all for it. I mean, let's just, I mean, let, let, let's, let's do the math here. Wine, yes. Wine is all that in a bag of potato chips. Yes. All right. All right. So, I'm figuring this is going to be a two-part. Mm. This is going to be a two-part episode. I'll do a two-part. You got it. You, you should come.